My Mac Podcast 606. Apple Transport. You're listening to the G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. everyone and welcome to my mac podcast 606 no guy this week i don't know whether i should be happy or not at that to be perfectly honest with you um no i know the guest who's going to come on with me so i should be ecstatic (laughs) sorry guy sorry um yeah he's 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 actually put some comments into the show notes folks this is what he said guy no here he always speak family. Talk weird, he does, for no reason. Well, <laughs> no change there. Um, I've been pretty busy this week. Every moment I could, I've been using that time-lapse uh, application to put together those walking films. Now, I need to uh, find some time um, to put them into iMovie. Other applications are available. Uh, then, uh, you know, to make some sense of them. I've done the first week's walk while I was uh, out and about. Uh, But that's all I've done so far, and that was some time ago. Now, apparently, Guy also sent me some tips on how to do the podcast and how to put it together in GarageBand. Guy, thank you so very much for those tips. I know how to put it together in GarageBand. I was really more concerned about the XML files and uh, making sure I got the right size image, all of that rubbish. Anyway, let me move on. We have, as I mentioned before, a very special co-host this week. Uh, he's actually been on before. Toolish chap. I think I have to get a tall chap to replace Guy. I have to have someone who's around the right size and probably in the right mental state as well. <laughs> How dare you, sir? How dare you? <laughs> How are you, Carl? <laughs> I'm, very, I'm very well, thank you, Gaz. Uh, thanks for yeah. having me on again. Uh, that little noise you're hearing is all the listeners tuning out. <laughs> 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 no, no, that we've got more listeners tuning in. That's what I'd say. Now, yeah. you're from some other podcast. I can't remember which. It, uh, <laughs> all right, okay, okay. It's the Essential Apple Show. Is that right or not? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I am now a regular guest on the Essential Apple Show. It's now run or co hosted by a, a gentleman called Mark Chappell. Uh, we took out both our shows, our podcasts and websites and stuff, and merged them all together. Got very messy, but eventually out come the Essential Apple Show. Excellent. So I really should have Mark on here, not you. Yeah, absolutely. The ah. next time, next time you, you're your guy, I have to get Mark on. <laughs> Good. Well, pre-warn him because um, I think I've spoken to to um, to Mark a couple of times on some other podcasts, but I think we should get him on for a, a decent session. Mm, Definitely. Absolutely. Okay. Before we go any further, oh, in fact, let me ask you: How has your Mac week been? Have you done much with your Mac? You know how I like to get what I've done with my Mac into the first bit of the section, and I've done it this week, so that's all well and good. How about your Mac? Well, just falling under the wire. See, last week I decided to shoot a video review for for our site, and it's the first time I've ever done a video review. So I was using, like, my iPhone, and then I got all the images, come back, 
stuck them all in Final Cut Pro because my stepdad bought Final Cut Pro, but because we're on family sharing, I get access to that program too. Fantastic. Excellent. So I, I can save myself 200 quid there. And so I had my first real dabble with Final Cut Pro, stuck all the video together, uh, formatted it, exported it, pushed it out to um, YouTube, and yeah, it was a whole experience. It was quite interesting to do. Excellent. I love it. I love it. We've actually mm. got some... But talking about actual Mac stuff, it's just superb. <laughs> I also had an issue. I also had an issue Ooh. earlier in the week with my Mac. Because, um, because I, I, I don't even remember if any listeners remember, but I ripped out my old iMac 2010. I ripped out the CD drive, the DVD drive, and replaced it with an SSD uh, little kit there. Well, one of the issues with that is um, sometimes the heat sensor will suddenly think, oh, something's gone wrong here, and it'll just crank up to full volume. And you have to go and get another piece of software. And in my case, I use fan control to bring the fan back under the control. So. I've been using that for quite a while now, and uh, just this week I started getting some sort of graphical glitches across my screen. And of course, I went, oh no, things are going wrong, that's not a good sign after six years or whatever. <laughs> but uh, So I went online and I just found out basically it's a heat issue. So I've just gone in and adjusted, which you can do in fan control, manually, the, um, the fan on top of my CPU. And since I've cranked it virtually all the way up to maximum, I still can't really hear the fan inside the, the iMac, but... Glitches have gone. So the only changes that you've made to that particular Mac is to add that SSD. Yep. And it's still going six years after you first got it. Yep. Perfectly Super. as well. Superb. You know, I, I just can't imagine that happening with um, too many Windows-type machines, really. You know, people people talk about Macs and changing them, but actually they will go on and on and on, especially if we take care of them, so... Yeah, absolutely. I mean, because the thing with poor old Windows, the, the only problem with Windows is it just picks up junk as you go from site to site. Or well, you yeah, I think we've got to differentiate there a little bit, haven't we? Because we are talking more hardware from your perspective. Oh, and, well, and, yeah. and I think that's the difference with Windows because they've got to, you know, chuck the stuff out so as as cheaply as they can to make a profit. Because mm -hmm. you know, like they're ten a penny. That's when the hardware issues, you know, that they'll try and buy as cheaper components as they can. So that's probably why they possibly don't last as long because I'm sure there must be some really good quality Windows machines out there, but it's just that I've never seen one. And if there are, they're probably around the same price as a Mac. So there you go, folks. <laughs> that's all the proof you need. <laughs> yes, yeah, so there you go. <laughs> yeah, Carl, Carl and I telling you, that's it. It's a bit done. of a learning experience if you switch from PC to Mac, but it doesn't take long to work it out. I'll tell you what, I bet it's a bigger learning curve in go, going the other way. Um, anyway, <laughs> let's go over to the recent My Mac articles. I'll tell you what, I'll take the first one, shall I? Yeah, let's. I'll take the first one, yeah. Base charging stand for iPad Pro. This is a review by Bert Clanchard. Oh, this is Bert Clanchard, and I approve of this message. I think you can understand why I just said that, because <laughs> I don't have the soundbite. Oh, whoops. Sorry, guy. That's something else you didn't give me. <gasps> Slaps wrist. He's, I'm going to be in right trouble when he comes back next week. He's going to really moan at me for moaning at him while he's not here. Anyway, wireless <laughs> charging. This is so close. Logitech's new base is designed to charge both the 12.9-inch and the 9.7-inch iPad Pro. Its magic is that it connects mag magnetically to the smart connector on the side of the iPad Pros. Simply place either size Pro on the base 
and it clicks into place and begins charging. No wires. Go over to the website and read Kurt's review. Okay, next up, Photomagico 5 review by Bert Clanchard. I don't know what way round it is anymore. I'm so confused <laughs> if it's Kurt Blanchard or Bl- Bert Clanchard. This is Bert Clanchard, and I approve of this message. Photomagico is much more than a slideshow presenter. With it, you can make professional presentations that include music, photos, animation, video, text, titling, beautiful transitions, and more. One of its best features is the ability to export your slideshow to an array of formats, DVD, Blu-ray, iOS, to Apple TV, YouTube, and several others. With the pro version, you can even save a copy of your presentation as standalone self-playing files, a standalone self-playing file that doesn't need the Photomagico application to run. Imagine the convenience of taking your presentation to a venue on a flash drive and using their computer running Mac OS 10.10 or 10.11 to show it. No resident application required. Yeah, that's Photomagico is a cracking app. Um, I, it's, it, I think you've got to want it, though, because it's not cheap, but it is a cracking app. Okay, next on the website, My Mac Spotlight, John Seward from Publog. And this is by uh, Tim Robertson. Yeah, I've got that one. Um, This week, we turn our attention to John Seward from Publog. Go over and uh, have a look at the questions that have been asked. I'm giving you you all the long ones, aren't I? Yeah, I know. I've noticed this. You make me earn my money. This is not good. Absolutely. Uh, Mindshift Ultralight Dual 36L Multipurpose Camera Backpack reviewed by Non-Gimo. Very good. And I think that 36L is 36 litres because it's a backpack, so I assume that's the size of the backpack. That would be LT then, wouldn't it? No, because they just put L on them. I I know where you're coming from, but I think they just put L for those. Anyway, (laughs) I'll I'll, I'll Uh, stop interrupting you. This unusual medium-sized day pack uh, from uh, Mindshift Gear has a split personality. The included removable dedicated camera and lens with strap insert is large enough to carry a jumbo six-pack, oh, here we go, of your favourite beverage plus cold block and a few sandwiches when it's not being used to hold your photo gear. You can use it separately or stow it in the bottom half of the ultralight dual 36 litre with access to the insert from a side zipper. The folding trapdoor panel provides the interior of the main pack into two compartments whenever whether or not the camera slash drink insert is in place. Go to the website and read a little bit more about the Mindshift Ultra Light Dual 36L multipurpose camera backpack with me thinking L means litres. John, don't have a go at us if that's wrong. Um, PhotoFast CR8800 iOS card reader. This is a review by uh, Guzzi Syllabut. <laughs> ne- we've never done that before. I'm going to get in all sorts of trouble from that. Yeah. Sorry, Suze. Um, It seems that no matter how much storage an iPhone or iPad offers, you still end up wanting more than you purchased. Although there are a myriad of cloud solutions for backups and more storage space, a more affordable and portable option is now available. Photofar CR, uh, I'll go... 8,800, as we say in the UK, iOS card reader for the iPod 6th generation, iPhone 5 or 6S Plus, and iPad Air, Air 2 Mini and Pro allows you to to have up to 128 gig extra storage space for your device. Go over to the website and read Suze's review. And the final one today is TechFan 255, Google I.O. David and Tim discussed the news now... Sorry, I trod on that. <laughs> David and Tim 
discussed the news out of Google this week, including Daydream, Chrome, Dual, and Allo, and what it all means. Tim. Well done. Also decided to tweet one of his arcade machines and gives an update on that. Finally, David looks at picking up a used MacBook Air from our sponsor, OWC. Excellent. I think we did really well there. Now, if you'd like to write for the MyMac website, you need to send an email to nemo at mymac.com. And that is Mr. John Nemorowski. He will basically get in contact with you once you get in contact with him. And all sorts of emails will fly through the ether until you've got something on the website. And we can butcher it like we can. <laughs> um Okay, would you like to take us out of this particular section, young sir? Okie dokie. So, everybody, if you'd kindly stand by, just stand by, and eventually we'll be right back. No prompting at all. You're good. Ever think about becoming a podcaster, thinking, wow, you know, that's probably way too hard. Well, we have a solution. The Stoplight Network is looking for brand new shows to join the network. Won't cost you a dime. In fact, you might actually make some money off of it. So if you've always wanted to podcast and it seemed way too daunting, drop me a line. My name is Tim Robertson. I am the host of TechFan. I started the MyMac Podcasting at the dawn of podcasting, and I can help you get your podcast up and running. Simply send an email to Tim, that's T-I-M, at MyMac, M-Y-M-A-C, dot com. Tim at MyMac.com. Let's get your show ready for prime time. For Queen and Country. The G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the second section of the Mighty MyMac podcast, number 606. Well, I think it's 606. I think that's what I said at the start. And Hey, if that's what it says, that's what it is. Okay. We're going to go for it, Carl. Mm-hmm. Apple Transport. Look at that. Straight in. Straight into the subject. Can you believe it? Start your engines. That's it. Start your engine. Very good. You're good. You should come on again. (laughs) Probably better than me, to be honest with you. Anyway, okay, this is pure speculation. But the recent $1 billion investment from Apple into the Chinese Uber-esque, as I put here, company, Didi Xiongqing, I presume that's Xiongqing, Uh, has certainly put the cat amongst the pigeons when it comes to speculation around the so-called Project Titan. So what do we think this means? Well, of course, you could jump in if you... Jump in by all means, Carl. The reason it's a kind of a weird move for them is because not only um, is it a company we've never heard of, really, in the West whatsoever, but what is more surprising is Uber is in China. They've got Chinese Uber, which... Fantastic imagination on that to title. I don't know how they came up with that. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, so, you know, now Uber started off, they use all their drivers are issued with iPhones, as far as I'm aware. Their most popular customers are, are, seems to be like iPhone users and, and things like this. And it's kind of a kick in the teeth for, I think his name's Travis, I can't remember his real name, his full name, but it's Travis something or other. But, um, yeah, so they went off to China, where Uber is trying to make it big in China, and they just went with the competition. And the competition, 
this company is huge over there. They, add, they own about 80% of this um, taxi market. Well, Whereas- I think, I, yeah, I, I know what you're saying there, but I think actually that would have led to a lot more speculation about Apple going with Uber around the world in other parts of the world. Mm. Whereas this company are fairly China specific, so they can kind of keep a bit of more of a ring, ring fence around it. I think, you know, th- now they could have just invested into China to gain grace with the Chinese authorities, and I, I, I bet that's the case. You know, they've used this to, you know, to get that uh, that grace with the Chinese authorities because we know that um, they like to be pampered somewhat, I think. But, you know, they've already got a massive interest and a business partner in China, haven't they? So, what, Foxconn? Yeah, why not do something more with them? And more more along the technology lines that we all know and love Apple for to stop speculation. Mm. Well, of course they are doing something with Foxconn, but they're doing it with India. They're about to build a massive um, plant over there to produce phones. Precisely, precisely. So why not also do it in China? Well, I... (laughs) You see, I, I, the paranoid side of my, my mind wants to know how many Chinese officials have investments in that in that taxi company, because uh, I doubt we'll ever find that out. But suddenly they've got a one billion, and actually, if you look at the finances of that company, one billion isn't that much money for them because they're like speculated at something like what was it twenty billion? I think it, I remember speculation though. Well, it was valued, sort All of. Right. Into, okay, okay. But um, of course, it's in China. No one really knows for sure. It, it seems, and like reporting is not yeah, as yeah, accurate yeah, as yeah. it seems. It should be. But uh, yeah, I mean, they seem quite happy. But they, you know, they had a lot of issues with China just recently. I mean, the most recent thing was, of course, they took down the mo- iMovies. Uh, uh, sorry, the movie channel and yep. the yep. books. And you know, I think they've come to a deal now where they can sort of put them in. But whenever you hear that, it always makes you think, well, what went on behind the scenes? And okay, that doesn't really, shouldn't affect us in any shape, way or form. That's, if you go, want to do business in some countries, that's just the way it works. Um, you know, it's not, it's not necessarily against the law. It's just the way those countries operate. Yeah, it's a different, um, completely different um, way of working, isn't it, really? It's a completely different culture, that's the thing. So, so is this then... Because Apple can see a big future in this Uber type of business model. Um, I mean, we don't normally see Apple making these sorts of investments unless there's some sort of direct line into their own current-ish businesses, is there? So, you know, so are they taking a bit of a plant and saying that this is the future of transport? You know, cars that you can hail from your phone um, that are self, you know, self-driving cars, and you know, this is then going to give them some sort of uh, link in to be able to have a company or say, okay, yeah, yeah, we'll buy X number of cars from you, and it kind of puts them straight, straight into that. You know, they've got a, a customer straight away. Um, so, you know, I asked my wife. I said to her, would she be um, happy to actually use this sort of service? And she looked at me and said, yeah, don't have any qualms with that at all. And I thought, yeah. whoa. Blimey, crikey! So perhaps Apple have seen, you know, that this would, is this is a service that they could get into. Would that be if they were fully automated, or is that just be drivers that you call to your location that she wouldn't have a problem with? No, I asked about driverless cars. Okay, I asked about driverless cars um, 
in particular rather than a sort of taxi service i kind of said this would be like a this would be like a taxi service but it's in a driverless car um mm. now we we started having a bit of a discussion about it because of course there's, you start to get into all sorts of problems, don't you, in a, with hailing a, a car and um, then when is it available? Because if you're going to pay for this, you know, because there's all sorts of different business model, models that are available. But interestingly, th- this week we've had the Queen's... The Queen... Squeens? <laughs> Queen! We've had the Queen's speech, which for everybody outside the UK, uh, it isn't actually the Queen's speech. It's written by the government outlining their agenda for the coming parliamentary season. Mm. And it's done at the state opening of Parliament. Now, in the speech, she announced that they, the government, are looking to promote the development of driverless cars. Uh, So this could be an area that Apple should be looking into. What do you think? Well, absolutely. I mean, we are... They are now changing the laws for 2017, where the stretch of road going from London down to Kent, um, they're going to allow semi-autonomous trucks to try to test drive on that. And what they're basically looking at is a complete series of trucks, but only the lead truck has the driver. So all the other trucks <laughs> follow the driver's lead, so to speak. Right. And um, that's not quite fully autonomous, obviously, because the first guy has been driven by a human. Um, but they're going to be testing this. They're going to change the laws, and they're going to be testing this out in 2017, which, you know, is not very far. It's only a few months away, eight months or so. Um, but uh, we've already got... Um, well, there's a, there's a test in Milton Keynes as well, isn't yes, there? They're, do, they're doing right. these bubbles. But these, these are all under, you know, heavily licensed processes, aren't they? You know, and they're yeah. going to be very tightly regulated to, for them to do these <clears> tests. We've also got something around here in Greenwich where they're putting these little pod cars on and they're allowing people to test. Now, I've, I've signed up to see if I can go and try one out and get invited to the Q&A you session. You would be a great test for one of these little pod cars, I, wouldn't you? Can he get in it? And does it move when you get in exactly. it? <laughs> exactly. What's it doing? Is it run out of power? No, just too heavy, fatty. <laughs> well, you're not fat. You're just big. Yeah, well, that's not true. Can he climb in? Has it got a sunroof? Can I stick my head out of it? We'll be like like Dino on the Flintstones. No, it'd be like yeah, it'd be like that Jeremy Clark, that, that Jeremy Clarkson one. Do you remember? <laughs> he did one where he had to put his head out through the roof or something. <laughs> Brilliant. But yeah, I mean, so they are not just Apple is is in this area. Like every no, virtu- every no. other manufacturer, like Elon Musk is famous for like pushing out an update re- recently where it's kind of autonomous, but not really. Where it would like. It will just follow the car in front of you. It will break down. It will, if you do the indicator, it will change lanes when it's safe. It will do a number of things. But it's gradually getting there. And I hear a lot of people say, oh, Apple's not making a car. They're a stupid idea. But, you know, Elon Musk can create PayPal. So <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. So anyway, you know, if, you wanted, if, you, if you're that set on doing it. You'll do it. You'll do it. And, yeah, yeah. you know, the other thing is people say Apple will not make a car because there's no money in it. Um, well, that's true, but most cars who are just like who, who are like doing combustion time engines, there is no money on it. They cut each other's throats so tight, that, and that's margin. why I'm thinking particularly that they're going to do this as a service rather mm. than uh, a business model of selling a product. Yeah, absolutely. I can see a fleet. I can see a situation where even if they start off with drivers, it's a fleet of Apple cars, but they're and, all electric. And, and, you know, that was, I mean, I've got the, the notes are going to be a bit mixed up here, but that's one of the things I was thinking. Is that also why they've done this in China? Because 
you know, I'm I'm not being <laughs> nasty or racist here, but the the um, the working um, or the 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 salaries in China are going to be a lot lower. So if you wanted to do a trial with um, driverless cars um, and you want to get involved in into it and you want to start doing it, to start off with, I bet the governments are going to say, OK, yes, you can start trialing it, you can start testing. But until we know and until you can prove that these cars can be safe on the road, you're going to have to have someone behind the wheel. Mm. who can take over until we get to a point that every government is then happy that these driverless cars work and that you can actually use them. So, you know, perhaps there's a business model and they've gone, you know, thinking, well, let's get a foot in the door in China. Um, you know, it's, it's cheap rates for people. You still got to have somebody behind the wheel until it's been completely tested and approved. Um, so that would be the place to do it. I don't know. I, you know, we, I think we're, it's it's going to completely turn on its head the whole world of motoring. I think. Well, it, it can It has that potential, doesn't it? Because at the moment we rely on fuel, oil, right? And oil just seems to be the cause of all wars in the last twenty odd years. Okay, we can say it's regime change, but basically it's, it's oil. It seems to me most of the time. So if we can reduce our reliance on on this crude stuff underneath the ground, and I know electricity yeah. still uses some. Yeah, yeah. So, so where are all the places that get lots of sun that can then deliver that um, power out to other? Oh, similar sort of areas. Well, there's lots of other places that don't necessarily need regime change and stuff. So, but we got less. It will create less pollution as well. Um, They still got solved problems. There's still like the issue of batteries, but. The batteries are slowly getting better. Uh, we wait yeah. for a massive breakthrough in yeah, battery technology. I, th- I think there's a long way to go. So, so let's talk about some of those things and some of the issues. Let's let's talk about the biggie first of all. Do you think it'll mm-hmm. reduce your insurance? <laughs> uh, now, uh, yeah, but okay. It comes down to this, doesn't it? It comes down to the fact that if you're driving a car that basically has every conceivable health safety thing built into it, anti-collision. You know, it watches out for pedestrians. It does all these things that would you be able to get into it, for example, just like you can on a Mac or a PC, and disable it so your child cannot go to naughty sites or he cannot go above 30 miles an hour? <laughs> so, I, 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 yeah, absolutely. I bet you can. I, I, what will be tied in is there'll be an insurance package. Hmm. So you are under the age of 20. Uh, you're driving around town, the car will not go above a certain... Mind you, if you're not driving it, if it's a driverless car, it's it, you're not driving it, are you? No, it, yeah, but so it doesn't matter. Saying, so you, you, you're saying you, you don't allow your kids to get in and hack it? Well, they, they'll probably find out a way anyway, because there's a thing called Google, and all it takes is one person to do it, and everybody <laughs> knows. <laughs> all right, so, so insurance, we're, we're, we're assuming insurance will be cheaper because there should be less accidents if they well, really, you know, because everybody says that this type of motoring will be safer. Everybody tells us that. Well, the stats sort of back that up. Now, there have been a few incidences where people have got in, or knocked and injured and stuff, but mainly when you look into them, apart from that one where a Google car went into the side of a bus very slowly, though, it wasn't like slamming into the side of it like something out of speed. No. Um, and there was a few people. Most of the accidents involve people hitting them from behind while they're yeah. dro- toodling around. Because they're going too so, slow. 
Yeah, so if you're if you're buying a car, that is that could be a problem because yes. it has to be over safe, and yes. like we get frustrated. We, oh God, I'm behind a sloper. Yeah. <laughs> and when you're sat in a car that you've got no control over, and you're sat behind somebody else who's going really slow, and you've got no control over it, I can imagine the Tourette's that will happen then. Siri, go past him. <laughs> yes. Now, yes. okay, so let's talk about this as a service. Yes. What about the availability of the vehicle itself? I mean, I'm assuming that the vehicle wouldn't just be yours to use solely. Um, let's say, you know, we go shopping. Yeah, we get dropped to do our shopping. Yes, yes, we still actually go to the shop to do our shopping. Um, you know, we don't do it online. Yeah, bless my soul. Uh, but bear with me, because this could be anything related to going out, many different situations. So you've nearly completed your shopping or whatever it is you're doing. You get to the till. Um, okay, do you tell the app? We, we need the car in the next couple of minutes, few minutes. Oh, what happens if it's not there? We're going to start getting cheesed off. How do you think they'd work that? You well, know, would that be a completely different vehicle that you then get into? So wh- have, what happens if you start leaving documents in the car and all that sort of stuff? Well, that's just one of those things. But have you ever used Uber? No. So the way Uber works, because I use it quite a lot here, live in London, is um, you, you call up the app. Uh, it immediately shows you your near, like cars in your vicinity. Mm-hmm. And and you just say, I'm here, I want a, a collection. And then you wait and you see what car selects you to pick you up. And as soon as they do, you get up the information about that driver, the registration number, and you see a map and you see him slowly coming towards where you are. And, and so you know when he's about to arrive and you can go outside and, and be waiting for him. And I wouldn't, I can't see why. If you've got an automated car, it would be any different. It just wouldn't be a person having to accept that call. It would be an autonomous, you yeah, know, algorithm. Vehicle. Yeah, yeah, it just suddenly appears. And you'd see it. You'd see it approach. And it might have a wait time. Like, if you're not there within 10 minutes, he goes, okay, sod you. I'm going on to the next one. Yeah, I think, yeah, absolutely. So, so let's, if it's a service, like we're talking, Mm-hmm. Would you buy into a particular service, do you think, which means that you'd choose either Apple or Google if they came out, or or Uber if they then decided to go down this avenue and change their business model in the future, or Tesla, for example. They started producing, you know, these sorts of... Would you buy into one brand and then, let's say we wanted to go on holiday. We haven't got a car, we've bought this service. So we get the car, takes us down on holiday. Um, what happens if their vehicles are not quite so available in that area of the country that you're going to? It's just there's so there are so many problems. With, I'm not sure whether this is uh, Apple. What? Don't do this. Don't do this service. No, it's I don't. Not, I don't work. It's I don't think. Work. So. I don't think so because we have those problems now. You can't take an Uber to Cornwall, for example. Well, you can. It probably costs you a fortune. But there's there's no reason why you couldn't do it. However, but most people don't because they go on a train or a bus or, or just you know some other means of. Or, or Segway, if they're mad. But uh, <clears throat> but it's just one of those things where most people, I think it first the first markets will always be the city. Um, yes, yes. And the first markets for true. trying out these, the most, firstly, it's not really passengers that I think will be the first people that these things go after. It will be freight because there are so many rules and regulations now dictating how long drivers can, like, drivers can be on yeah, the road, true, how, many, how long true. their brakes have to be. And, and how many times you can use them in a set amount of time. So here's a good one then. So, it, you know, driverless vehicles for, or not driverless vehicles, but um, a, 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 someone who has to drive for a living and mm-hmm. has to take a rest every so often, 
it would be great for these autonomous vehicles to be able to take over on the easy bits, like on a motorway, which is relatively, you know, it's, bound to, it's supposed to be the safest form of um, of driving, highway driving. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the safest. So could it then take over to allow the driver then to have his rest, his sleep, so then when he gets to the next section where he really needs to take over, he can then just, you know, jump back in and, and start driving it again? Absolutely. In, in Germany, they've got Daimler trucks currently doing that. and they're have being they? trialed. Yeah, they've absolutely, if you look up on YouTube, you can look for Daimler autonomous truck and it will show you um, working. Um, see, the, the only, my only concern, my only pause for all this is that's how it starts. Companies say, oh, yeah, we're taking on this truck. It's going to be semi-autonomous. You just do it in the city and on the outskirts and then it does all the rest of the journey. However, a few years down the line, when technology moves on, the company then turns around to the driver and says, we don't need you at all anymore on your bike. And they've got a, to- totally, a totally autonomous fleet. Uh, and when you start getting into that situation, we've got probably major employment issues going on because the, the transport company employs vast amount of people, you know, bus drivers, taxi drivers, uh, delivery drivers, truck drivers, this, this... It, it just goes on and on and on. It will be such a major shift in our everyday life if we ever get to a stage where it's purely autonomous vehicles. That's a lot of money suddenly disappearing out yeah. of the economy to actually buy stuff and into the pockets of big businesses who think that they can continue to make lots of money. But when there's nobody buying anything, those trucks are then not needed because you're not going to be taking stuff. Yeah, they've got to be careful. They've got to, they're not thinking this through, have they? They've not thought this no. through. They so really I remember at school, I remember at school when we used, to do, we used to do social studies and all these other weird things, and it would say technology of the future would give us much more leisure time. I always remember them saying that, much more leisure <laughs> yeah, time. I but yeah, I the harsh that. reality yeah. of it is... <laughs> we worked longer Leisure now. time. Yeah, leisure... Well, firstly, if they ever get to that stage, leisure time, no one is going to want to pay us for doing nothing all day long. Right? It's just not going to happen. So what do, we, what do we do? What do we do with that section of society that suddenly finds itself unemployable because there's not enough jobs to go? I mean, you know, anyone can drive a car as long as they've got a license, and that's, that's not necessarily a career, but it's a job. Yeah. If you suddenly yeah. take that away, you know, what's left? Working at McDonald's, working in Tesco's? I mean, I'm not that they're, I'm saying that they're poor jobs. They're just not careers. And um, we've got to be very careful how we go... You know, down because technology has made a lot of people unemployed. But yeah, but it's made a lot of people employed as well. You know, yeah, there's, but a, there's, not a as shi- many. there's a there's a shift, isn't there? There's always a as, shift, but not as many. And do you not course, think? Do you not no, think? No, no, definitely not as many, and definitely not in the same kind of way. And obviously, the population of the planet is just going up and up and up all the time. So we are going to end up in a situation where you will have the haves and the haves nots even more than you've got now. It just it's just something that concerns me whenever you hear about all these things taking over what, what will basically be low-paying jobs. You're a naysayer, aren't you? You're a naysayer. No, I'm, I'm not. I just want us to have things in place. And I don't mean we should protect people who are too lazy to work. I mean, we should protect people who are willing to work, but then a, a machine takes their livelihood. That is that is all. Because I just see autonomous vehicles being the biggest change Hasn't to... hasn't that hasn't that happened since the start of the industrial revolution though? Carl? Oh, in what way? Well, Apart from well, robots well, making well, cars. At the, start, at the start of the industrial revolution, things yep. started happening that yep. took people and moved people into different areas of work, and then then changed completely because the machines took over and they had to go and find different work. 
Yeah, that's, true. I mean, that, that's happened for a long, long time. I think the problem we've got now is there are so many people that are on the planet now. And mm. the, the economies of the world actually rely on the turnover of people actually buying goods, whereas I perhaps, it perhaps wasn't so um, um, focused as it was then, uh, or as it is now. But the Industrial uh, Revolution, it did that, but then it also created jobs for those same people to do elsewhere doing something else. If you just replace a driver with a robot effectively doing it, all that driver can potentially do <laughs> is learn how to plug batteries in it and clean the vomit out of the back seat at the end of the night. <laughs> yeah, you see, now there's a problem. There's a problem. I, and I mentioned a problem earlier. I get in the car, right, I've picked up this service, right? I've gone, I've got to the shop and suddenly realised I left the wallet in that car, which isn't mine, which isn't parked in the car park, because it's gone off to do the next job. Can I call it back? You know, it's... Gaz, gaz, gaz. Oh, I've, got one, I've got two words to say to you. Go on. Apple Pay. You don't need your wallet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it could be anything that I've left in there that I've got to pull back. Yeah, but okay. I, if, I've got me, if I've got my phone, if I haven't left that in the car... <laughs> We wouldn't be able to pay for it, so I've left. <laughs> It'd probably follow me in the shop saying, you've left the phone in the car, you know. Anyway, I, I, we're not at the Jetson, Jetson stage yet, folks. Um, we certainly haven't got a flying car. This is pure speculation on our part. All this could have been from Apple was to just put a bit more investment into China to, you know, Make the lie of the land a bit smoother for them because we know that um, Chinese uh, culture is somewhat different to Western culture and the way that they uh, run business over there is somewhat different. But uh, uh, there has been so much speculation about Apple and cars. Are we all thinking about them actually selling a Tesla-like car which drives itself or could it be something slightly different like a service? I think actually for a fully autonomous vehicle to be on the road, certainly in the UK, we're quite a number of years off yet um there's all sorts of safety processes that have to go and all sorts of checks that the government will want to put in place so i'm thinking you know possibly 10 years possibly even 10 to 15 years that this is a way certainly certainly for fully autonomous vehicles at least. But in a way a lot of that will be done in a lot of countries like tesla is helping or making well not making them but trying to um get these com uh, co uh, governments to change their policy now so that's kind of like laying a lot of the foundation work. And, of course, a lot of lobbying comes from these other car manufacturers, and they also want to start looking at autonomous. So it's not just Apple having to put these uh, ask for these changes to be made. It's the industry. And it'll be interesting to see because Apple have hired a load of people. They've hired people away from Tesla, Samsung, Fiat, Mercedes, uh, and they, they virtually stripped out everybody at this company called A123 Systems who are making batteries. And yes. it basically made that country go bank. Uh, file for bankruptcy but bankruptcy because it could no longer continue because they basically stripped their entire workforce um so it'll be interesting to see and of course they don't have to sell large numbers of these for example i know it's not won't be in the same class of interest for people but ferrari sells less than ten thousand cars a year right uh, they're they're massively expensive cars and they're for petrol heads you know when you want the fastest thing or you want something not to look nice in the showroom of their penthouse for example i don't know um tesla Last, uh, 2015, they sold 55,000 cars. Now, these figures are not much compared to what Apple normally sells the stuff. Um, now, Tesla in May done their pre-launch thing of the Model 3, was it? I believe. 
Yes, yes. And they got reservation. They got people reserving the right to buy it, uh, and it totaled like something like three thousand seven hundred fifty. So three three hundred seventy five thousand people signing up for that. So there is a market for that kind of vehicle. It probably won't be for everyone, but it might be a big enough market now to make Apple really seriously concentrate on on this subject. And it'll be interesting to see what they do. I doubt I'll be able to afford whatever they produce, unless it's some sort of hire system. <laughs> not kidding myself on that one. Yes. But uh, it would be interesting to see, and autonomous vehicles is going to come at some point. It's, it's inevitable. Unless we all have a world war within the next 10 years, just technology is going to keep getting better and better and more advanced. And maybe the machines will take over and suddenly realize we're all useless and get rid of us. But if that doesn't happen, I can definitely see us all being in autonomous vehicles in 10, 15 years. Definitely. Cool. So we're agreed then. (laughs) (laughs) Apart from the doom, you know. (laughs) I always go doom. I go doom. The only thing I don't go say say is doomed is Apple most of the time. (laughs) Excellent. Right, listeners, what do you think? You know how to contact us. We will be telling you in the next section how to get in contact with us. Let us know what you think. You know, are we talking dribble? Well, we do most <laughs> weeks. We do most weeks, so there should be no change there. Um, okay, I'm going to take us out, Carl, and we shall get into the third section very shortly. This is going to be a this is going to be a snappy show. Snap, snap, snap. That's what it's going to happen here. I tell you, guy won't know what's hit him. Stand by to stand by, and we'll be... That's a car. Did you see what I did there? I see what you did there, sir. Right back. This is Optimus Prime calling all Autobots. Prime to all Autobots. A new tech fan podcast has been released. Return to base immediately so that we can all enjoy the humans talking about technology. Repeat, Optimus Prime to all Autobots. A new tech fan podcast from Spotlight Network has been released. Return to base immediately. Anyone who doesn't like the G-Men on the MyMac podcast should probably be paid attention to. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the third section of the MyMac show. Yes, Al... Uber driver dropped us off here, and we are ready to go with this week's picks and things. I don't use Uber. Don't you? It's because you're in the middle of nowhere, sir. <laughs> Actually, I've heard, I, you've had good, good, um, um, good, good. What, what's experiences? The experiences. That's the word I was looking yep. for with Uber. Because I've heard quite a number of people have not had quite such good experiences. So, uh, and the funny thing is, I ordered a taxi. Not well. It was some time ago. And I got text updates mm. every time he was like, he's left, he's coming to, he's going to be within a few minutes, he's outside the door. And, you know, that's the sort of thing, that's that's kind of the Uber-esque thing kicking in to um, the normal taxi services saying, you know, you've got to pull your act together, guys, you've got to start doing stuff like this. So I of think course. it's good all round. I think it's good yeah, I mean, round. here in London, okay, obviously we have the black cabs yeah. here, and they've, they've, had, they've had it their way for... Well, for hundreds of years, I have no long, how idea how long they've been going. Um, but maybe not hundreds. But. No, no, maybe not. I don't know. But uh, but it, it's 
so you're right. There are some stories of, of Uber drivers around the world doing things like that. But at the same time, regular taxis have the same stories. Yes, yes true. Um, and, for example, last time we used them, um, well, not last time, but a few times ago we used the black cab. I drive in London for a living. I know it like the back of my hand, and I didn't do the knowledge. This guy went on the most extreme route I have ever sat. And because I wasn't paying, well, it was company paying, so I didn't care. I just watched where he took us, and I thought, seriously, go down there, go left, and we're there. He went on such an out-of-his-way route. I couldn't believe it. And they, they always say that this doesn't happen in black cabs. And I sat in a cab as it did it. So what you did you do? Have, you should have recorded it. Well, true, but I, I don't want to get the guy in trouble. I mean, obviously, <laughs> obviously he needs the money. So. What was his name? <laughs> oh, <I don't> <laughs> anyway. Let's jump in to, and I'm going to have to find this very quick. I think I know where it is. Yes. Are you going to agree with me, Gar? I am. I, 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 I actually called you Guy then. See, Uh-oh. it's just, it's in great. How dare you, sir? So let me How do. Dare. I know. How double dare I? Okay, so um, are you going to agree with me? I am already nodding my head. Hit it. Gases tips. Mostly. Gases tips. Mostly. Gases tips. It's time for Gaz's tip. Actually, this is a bit of a combo, folks, because Carl actually sent me a link to a tip. And it's very um, apt because I've had the situation where I wanted to use the location-based reminder in, um, in the Reminders app. I don't know if anybody uses it out there. But actually, in Reminders, what you can do is you can have a, uh, a location Uh, based reminder which tells you when you get to somewhere or when you're leaving from somewhere Uh, and it can be quite useful as long as that location base isn't telling you when you're about 50 or 100 meters away from where you are so you can as Carl mentioned to me um, make those areas because it kind of gives you a, a circle around where you want to be reminded to quite small but the one that um I wanted to use was when I got home and it knew I got home by seeing my Wi-Fi. Well, I punch Wi-Fi out left, right and centre here, you know, probably talk, walking all over my neighbour's Wi-Fi, which is not very good. However, what Carl did was he pointed to me towards um, a process, which means that you can use things like Bluetooth devices. OK, so what use is that? You might be shouting at your uh, pod player of choice. Um, well, in my car, I've got one of these little MPOW um, Bluetooth connectors, which I've put into the AUX connection of my car, which is not in a very easy spot to put my uh, AUX port from my iPhone into it. Um, and it's always useful to have the phone not, you know, wired up to it. Um, so I just open that uh, particular uh, device and turn my um, Bluetooth on. And that could be the signal which then tells the reminder that I'm in a certain place, like the car, for example. And then when I get to uh, my destination, I tend to um, turn that off. So there's another um, instigation point where it can actually say, OK, that Bluetooth has now been turned off, so you wanted a reminder when you arrived, and you could say that you turn it off when you arrive at your destination. So you could use that as well. Now... Apparently, setting up the feature is really easy. Have you done any of this, Carl? I, this is the weird thing. I set it up how, it's, how you're about to describe, but I never told my phone what my vehicle's Bluetooth thing was. So 
I have no clue how it worked it out. Oh, so, so so you did it and it worked mm-hmm. it out and worked yeah. without you indicating what the, um, the the Bluetooth device was. Yeah, it just seemed to know that what I'm using when I'm travelling around at <clears throat> 30 miles an hour, obviously, yes, in London. Yes, of course. Yes, of course. Uh, Apart was, from when you're in a 20 zone, when you do 20 miles an hour. Yeah, I, I've, I have no idea how it worked out what it was, um, but it, it did. It, it said, as soon as I got in my vehicle again, it popped up the uh, test thing that I put into it. And I thought... Oh, that's clever. It but, works. Um, it works. Yeah. Okay, so what you do, you go into the Reminders app uh, and you tap the little eye icon next to your new reminder. Uh, you toggle Remind Me at a Location. Um, to You toggle that to On. And then you tap the location and you could say, you know, select getting in the car or getting out of the car. And um, basically, that's it. Is that is that all you did when you set it up first time yep. round? Yep, and I just I put in... This is a test message, and that was it. Brilliant. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that as well, because I've used the uh, Reminders app a lot, and I used, I've, used, I've tried to use it a few times at, at, when I get arrive at my location, um, but there, there are times when actually I would like a much tighter uh, reminder, uh, and having a Bluetooth device, which obviously has got a much shorter range, and when that kicks in, uh, it then uses... Now, aren't there devi- Bluetooth devices like this available at the moment, which you can kind of set up? Um, I'm sure there are Bluetooth... <clears throat> do you know, I'm pretty sure there are Bluetooth devices which kind of put out a signal, which you could use exactly for this sort of uh, reminding process. So, yeah, cool. Anyway, that's the that's the tip. If you've got Bluetooth devices and they're at locations where you're likely to want a reminder, um, use that power in the Reminder app. Totally agree. So much so that I'm nodding my head. Hit it. That's the end of Gaz's Tips. That's Most the end of Gaz's Tips. That's Most the end of Gaz's Tips. Okay, is that the, uh, the end of the tip? Will you let me finish? Gaz's Tips. <laughs> Boing. That's Still, the guy. Every time I hear that tune, I just love it. I don't, I just, uh, Nick Hall, thank you. I don't know, we, even, we don't even know if he still listens. He may not listen anymore. He's probably given up, but uh, <laughs> brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Okay, now, as Guy is not here, he's not even bothered to send us a pic. What I mean, a how, slacker. What, how, you know, I just don't know why we have him on the show, really. Well, I do, because he does most of the work most weeks. <laughs> Anyway, uh, my pick is an application called iNet Network Scanner. Um, I've actually had this application. It's a Mac app for some time. Uh, it's available through the Mac App Store, £7.99. So, you know, you know, it's not insignificant, but it's still pretty cheap for an application, to be honest with you. And I have found it useful. Uh, more useful than the airport utility, to be honest with you. Um, I've used it to see what's on my network, but this app will give you so much more info than that uh, about your network and the devices that are attached to your network. Um, Go over to the website and see more of the capabilities of this particular app. Um, And it's got a good percentage of four and five stars review in the Mac App Store. So go over and take a look. as I say, I've had it for quite quite some time. I don't think it was quite that expensive when I bought it. But to be honest with you, if you buy it through the Mac App Store, you can then put it on lots of different computers. So up to five, I believe it's is also, the number is still. It's also got an iOS version as well. So you can walk do, you know, around the house. do you know, I, do, I'm going to go and take a look at that. Mm. Hey, th- so there's, there's Guy's bonus pick, the iOS version of my pick, as said by Carl. 
What team? <laughs> what a team. And I particularly like it because the way it's presented, all your little devices yep. uh, have little graphics of what yes, they yeah, are as well. Yeah, that's right. And you can name them as well. So once you've got the, uh, you know, it gives you the um, the uh, the Mac number of the device as well. Which And from the Mac number, I don't know if anybody knows this, but you can actually find out um, who makes, um, because the first section of the Mac number of any device indicates where and who that particular product has come where it's come from and who makes it and there were two devices on my network which i couldn't work out what they were so i picked this up i got the mac address um and then i dug into what they were and realized that one of them was a particular device and i realized that was on my network and i'd I'd just forgotten about it and exactly the same for the other one so i then named them on this particular app um, so that you know it pops up and you can put a, a particular icon next to them. I, I, it's quite a neat little app, to be honest with you. Yes. I quite like it. It also sometimes shocks you about how many things you've actually oh, got on your yeah. network. Tell me about it. <laughs> Especially I, if you've got I, home automation going on. Oh, well, I haven't got home automation, but I've still got a ton of devices which, are, and, I think, and I'm scr- sitting there scratching my head. What is that? Oh yeah. What is? Oh yeah. What? <laughs> Blimey. You just yes. don't realise. I tell you, no. you don't realise. It's amazing. And then when people say, oh, my network's gone wrong, you think, <laughs> well, okay, have you ever looked at your network? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and that's another good thing. It's, you know, it, you can use this to make sure that you've got um, uh, some sort of compatibility with your network as well. And it gives you all sorts of readings about your network. It, go over and have a look. It's, yes. I, I like it. I like it. Like it a lot. Like it a lot. <laughs> I like it a lot, Carl, I do. All right, okay. <laughs> so, have you got a pick? Yes, mine's a video editor and movie maker called Splice. This comes from GoPro. Uh, GoPro recently bought this company. I'm, I'm, actually, they seem to have bought another co- a number of companies recently. All video I editors, thought, so. yeah, I thought GoPro had already got several uh, mm. applications and had bought some companies to do this sort of stuff. But, but um, carry so on. This is like uh, a really handy iOS. Um, a video editor, and I used this. So when I was shooting my review video, I was actually shooting a real video at the same time, and I used this app to put the real video that I was actually shooting together and posted that on on YouTube as well on my private account. Um, so what it does is very simple. You, you just import all your all the video stuff, and even if it's off in the cloud, even if it's like your phone or iPad or whatever has synced it up to the cloud, it pulls it back down into the app. A lot of these apps. If it's not on your phone, it goes, oh, well, I can't see that. I don't know what it is. But Slice pulls it back down so it's local again and adds it to the, the film roll. And then it's very simple touch screen interface where you can just move clips around. You can shorten them. You can expand them. If they're, move, if they're still photos, you can sort of do the Ken Burns effect where you start, you create a start point and a finish point so you get that smooth pull out or zoom in effect. You can add filters. You can do all the things that you think you can think of with a basic um, text uh, video editor, including text layers and, and things like this. And then at the end, you pump it out, uh, and you can go up to full 1080p. And Excellent. I've done it on other video editing things, and even when you say, oh, yeah, export this at 1080p, it's, it looks rubbish. Still, this is the best-looking export I've seen. And, it, okay, don't ever update it to fa- upload it to Facebook once you've done that, because there's some weird thing on iOS and Facebook where... Upload HD videos is not automatically turned on by default. You've got to go in and make some changes. So I normally do it to YouTube first and then import it to Facebook, for example. But uh, it's free. It it never it doesn't give you a time how long you can like make the video. 
Uh, it gives you a ton of free music that you can put on there. Um, it's been on YouTube. I've had no, you know, those little things that come back saying you've used copyrighted material. Yeah. So we're going to take your video. I've not had that with anything I've posted with it so far. Um, it's great. You can do speed controls, so you can slow a clip down, speed it up. You can narrate. You can put your own narrates on there. And it's just fantastic. And it's totally, totally free. It's amazing. Excellent. Brilliant. Good, good pick. Good pick. I knew I could rely on you. Thank you very much, sir. Um, okay. Uh, Maxdoc Ep Expo. If you're going along and you want to get some money off, uh, use the code MyMacSentMe when you go over to the uh, Maxdoc Expo and whatever it is. Uh, there's plenty of links. We'll talk about it more and more and more. I don't want to talk about it because I can't go this year and I really Nor enjoyed me. it last year. Nor next, me. I'm already planning for next year though, Carl, so we should me go too. together. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Definitely. I've got Matt, because um, Matt from our show wants to go as well. And so Excellent. does Mark actually, to tell you the truth. So it's just a case of, it's trouble is it's in a bang in the middle of um, uh, school holidays over here. So yeah. as soon as, as, soon as yeah. we go renew all our holidays at work, all the people with kids how dare they? They want a book time off to go away with their children. How selfish do you have to be? Seriously. I, I, just, I, I, I just don't think it's on. I mean, it, okay, so they get fined if they take their kids out of school <laughs> to go on holiday. Just, you know, I don't care. Tough. Anyway, yeah, I know what you mean. Anyway, I'm planning to go next year because I, I enjoyed it so much last year. And actually, Mike and I go back a long, long way. Good friends we are. So uh, um, there's lots of people going. Make sure that you go to, especially in the US. Go on, go on. Do it, do it, do it. Um, we've actually dropped a liquor, you know. <gasps> That's clumsy. I know. And I don't know where we've dropped him. So, or her, or they, it. I don't know what it is. Um, <laughs> anyway, we've dropped a liquor and we're back down, back down to 169. So, uh, sad face, but I'm sure someone will lick the page soon and it'll pop back up again. Um, I've had... Actually, some feedback. We've had two lots of feedback. The first one, uh, which actually came through our fearless leader, uh, do you know his name? Would that be Tim Robinson? Robinson! Um, <laughs> Robinson, not Robinson. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Robinson Crusoe. Um, <laughs> but I think this was actually on the MyMac um, um, Facebook page. And... The response was, another great show. Good work to you goofballs. <laughs> Thank you very much. This is from Denise. Thank you very much, Denise. Uh, but why does Gaz sound like the multilingual airport speaker guy? Well, I'll tell you why I sound like that. It's because Guy gives me silly languages each week to do. <laughs> and he's even done it this week and he's not here. <sighs> the rapscallion. He's a rapscallion. We've also had uh, some email feedback from Nick Tuller. Um, and I'm going to let you read this, Carl. Oh, thanks. Thanks for Because you're such a good reader. Okay. <laughs> That's not what a school teacher said. Anyway. Um, okay. So, so from Nick Tuller. Uh, thanks for the great show. As per the improvements that were discussed, I would like to add to your iTunes discussion. I like the idea of being able to build a video library, although there needs to be more content offered. I would also like to see more bargain deals, such as old movies offered at prices between 99p and 10 quid. At 99 dollars, cents dollars. and 10 dollars. All right, yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, if we will right. do the Mickey Mouse version of the money, that's fine with me. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't mind dropping $20 on a new movie once in a while, but I'd be more likely to spend money more often if I was getting a good deal. Now, Carl, you mentioned to me that actually something's going on in the UK at the moment around well, that I, area. I, I don't know if we should tell our American cousins about this because they might invade us again. Again? When did they do it the first time? <laughs> oh, with all the technology and stuff, I mean. <laughs> oh, all right, all right, physically. Okay, okay, okay. yeah, okay. Anyway, so, yeah, yeah, that's that. fine. Anyway, so Gordon, tell us about it. Tell us about what's going on in the UK, and we'll get so, back to the rest of his email in a second. In the iTunes uh, UK version, they are currently doing a, uh, a, an offer where it's called Build Your Collection. Uh, and there's a whole series of films and even bundles and dramas like whole series, for example. And I'm going to read you out through a few, just so you can get jealous. For example, Avatar, four ninety nine at the moment. Kingsman, four ninety nine. Uh, oh, Kingsman, that is brilliant. I'm going to go I know, and buy I love that now. That film. I'm going to buy that, that now. I'm going to buy okay. it. Why you carry on? I'm going to go and buy it. Yeah, Kingsman, four ninety nine. Um, Three ninety nine. You can get the Sound of Music. You can get Prometheus. You can get Heat. You can get the Grand Budapest Hotel, if you so wish. Braveheart. Commando. I bought Commando. Lincoln. Uh, Monument Men. Uh, Die Hard. You can get Die Hard for three ninety nine. For two ninety nine, you can get Titanic. Predator. Predators. <laughs> the Fantastic Mr. Fox. Night Museum. Um, and a few others. Uh, and then you get to bundles. You can buy, currently here in the UK, I'm sorry about this, America and the rest of the world, the Alien Anthology for six ninety nine, all four Alien movies. And I'll tell you what, um, Carl, I don't know whether you do this, but I, I still do this and I continue to do this. I basically look out for iTunes vouchers, and when they're 25% off, I buy them. So all of those prices you've just said, I know that I'm getting them for 25% off as well. There you go. Sorry, Alien's is $9.99. I made a mistake there. Oh. But, but then we get on to 24. The entire series of 24, each series four ninety nine each. Bones, a lot of the Bones series, four ninety nine each. Prison Break, I, I, four ninety nine each. I think you've probably done enough to upset them. So, <laughs> well, so let's ca- let's carry on with the email. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> from Nick. Sorry. <laughs> As per the new Apple TV, I have been enjoying mine a lot. Although I think they have always have a ways to go with their updates to make it as good as the previous model. I do love the addition of the App Store and was happy to see they finally added an official podcast app a while back. Although it seems to be a bit limiting. Uh, once again, I like the app in the previous model better. I hope they plan to keep working on this app to improve it. Finally, I would like to leave a few words about the iPad Pro. A few months ago, I finally decided to commit to a huge price tag. I did spend a lot of time researching before buying, although the Apple Pen sold me. Yes, buying the device and accessories was about as much as a, as a low-end MacBook Air, but it was totally worth it. The pen works very nicely for drawing. The device has a ton of processing power, and I re- like reading books and magazines at close to normal size. As much as I love this device, I can, it can be a bit cumbersome if you need to pack it around all day, de- all day simple to do. Sorry. If you, it can be a bit cumbersome if you need to pack it around all day simply to do to size. Due to size, I think. Due to size, right, okay. At this time, I've had a good luck, I've had good luck with most apps working with the new hardware, although I look forward to apps being built or tuned for this device. Overall, overall, it has worked well for me, and I find myself using my MacBook Pro less. With that being said, I don't think the iPad Pro will be a complete laptop or desktop replacement for me anytime soon. And that, uh, is, and that is the point. I think that was a great email. Well read. Thank you very much, Carl. Uh, but actually... It's all down to the user, the specific user. Well, not if, not if you read certain blogs and stuff. Well, yeah. 
Yes. Apparently, if it's not for you, i.e. the blog writer, it's useless. Haven't you noticed this a lot recently in blog? Yeah, yeah, yeah actually. That's it. Yeah, they're, it's weird, they're isn't it? I don't know they, how when this started. They, they go over the top, don't they, really? They do go over the top. Anyway, if you would like to contact us, you can do, and it's ever so easy. If you want to email Guy, just send him an email using your client of choice to... Guy, that's G-U-Y, at MyMac.com. Now, if you want to send um, him a tweet, he is, and I'm not going to do it, so I'm hoping that someone else is going to respond. I'm sure they will. He is on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash MacParrot. Not bad. Not bad. Uh, You can contact myself, Gaz. Oh, no, let me start it off. You can contact myself, Gaz, at G-A-Z uh, Or on the Twitters Twitter.com G-A-Z G-A-Z It's not Z It's not Z But it's Z I think it's right Also You can contact both of us On Twitters Twitter.com G-Y-A-N-D G-A-Z that's the end of the Z cards. Yeah, yeah, okay. I suppose it is a zebra, isn't it? Um, anyway, you can also send an email to feedback like Nick did, uh, like what Nick did, <laughs> which is feedback at mymac.com. We also have a Skype number, which gratefully nobody uses. If you're outside the US, it's plus one, area code 703 That number again, please, Carl. It's plus one, here we go, if you're outside, wherever he said, <laughs> 703-436-9501. I want someone to call that number and order pizza. Yes. D- uh, yeah. Mm. Anyway, everybody, how, how would people contact yourself? We will put a link to the uh, Essential, is it, what's it called? Essential Apple? Es- Essential Apple. Last time Guy right. said that, you didn't do it. That's all uh, I'm saying. No, Just well, leaving I've, that there. I've got it. I've got it here. I've got it here <laughs> to put in. So, na-na-na-na-na-poo-poo. Uh, na, get... na, okay. If you want to get in touch with me on Twitter, it's Claw0101. Uh, brilliant. Okay. Thank you, everybody, for downloading this show. We are still amazed each week that people do it, but we really do appreciate it. Now, would you like to read the bit that I've just highlighted in our show notes? I think we are good enough. Smart enough. Doggone it, people like us. Not quite as good as Guy, but, you know, <laughs> it was probably the first time you've read it, so I'll give you that. Pobre Tim Cook, realmente sa esta puñendo e través del timbre por el delito de no ser Steve Jobs, incluso en caso de despido, que el quiere harasar. Cargo Tampuco Sarah Steve Jobs. I've got. <laughs> Sorry, I jumped together. <laughs> you did. I was just going to say I've got no idea. And now you can do it. And we'll do it better than that. And 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 exterminate. Thanks for downloading this podcast. You can reach this and other great podcasts all on the Stoplight Network, like the Tech Fan Podcast, Three Geeky Ladies, 
the club podcast, the Let's Talk podcasts, OWC Radio, the Deeper Look podcast, and the Mac Gist. Yeah.